You're listening to the Prospect Dugout Network. Join me, Nick Swisher, live on Facebook every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern for my hit series, Kicking It With Your Boy Swish. Submit your questions for a chance to be on the show at prospectdugout.tv. Thanks again for listening. You are now tuned in to the Prospect Dugout Podcast with your host, Joel Hartman. Instagram's quiet this morning. Always is. <laughs> five in the morning. All right. Well, here we are. Good morning. It's Good morning. really early on the West Coast. It's not so early on the East Coast. It's 8.06 a.m. here in Florida. Uh, welcome to the Corners In podcast. I'm streaming live on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter and Twitch and IG with my guest, James Lowe, a.k.a coach ball game a um, couple things before we get started um, MLB's put out a proposal to come back and play and so there's a lot of things going back and forth there as far as testing as far as contracts and all that stuff I'll let the, uh, the more educated people discuss that and come up with a solution there I'm just going to do my my podcast and talk with cool people like like James Lowe He's a former Ivy League dude, pretty pretty smart guy yourself. So you might have some insight on all that stuff that's going on. Um, yeah, Tuesday nights, we've got Kicking It With Your Boy Swish. Uh, special host, Nick Swisher, 2009 World Series champion with the New York Yankees. And current special advisor to the, to the New York Yankees, GM, Brian Cashman. So he's a pretty cool dude, but... He answers questions live from from high school players that call in and chat. And so that's a really cool experience. We do that live here on Facebook and YouTube as well every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern. And if you'd like to be on that show and and call in and ask Nick Swisher a question, visit prospectdugout.tv slash kick it. And you can submit your question there and possibly get on the show. But today's show, this morning's show, is the Corners In podcast. And I have my very special guest, very cool dude. Mr. James Lowe. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. This is cool. This is yeah, uh, my usual this is my usual podcast time because my two daughters usually get up about six thirty my time. So this gives me that little window mm-hmm. um, of no screaming or micromanaging or uh, fixing food or wiping faces uh, and and all of that good good fatherly stuff. So five five a.m. to six thirty a.m. is your alternate reality. <laughs> exactly. I, I wake up um, uh, on purpose just to have you my quiet time. I'll read books. Um, I'll I'll uh, drink lots of coffee. I'll watch The Last Dance. Uh, on ESPN Plus, if I haven't watched that yet, so this is my time. Hey, can can you slide me that login for ESPN Plus so I can join in on the phone? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so you uh, <clears throat> you said you like to read books. What what book are you reading right now? Well, I just got the Rod Carew book. Uh, I don't know if you can see behind me, but all my books are over here. I'm kind of back and forth with Tommy Lasorda 
and Rod Carew. Rod Carew's got a brand new book titled One Tough Out. Okay. Uh, Reggie Jackson actually gave him that title because he was a really tough out in the game of baseball. But I'm finding out Rod Carew was a tough out in life as well. But uh, gotcha. he, had a, he, had a, he had a tough one, but he's still rocking and rolling. Love that dude. So, so I take it the gist of that book is you know, persevering through tough times and, and things like that. Absolutely. And um, full circle with Rod Carew is I was once in a gas station uh, in Laguna Hills, California, and I was about to go coach one of my Sandlot games. And I stop in for a pack of gum and I look in front of me and I'm like, yeah, that's Rod Carew. He's <laughs> standing right in front of me. And he turns around and I'm like, you're Rod Carew. And he <laughs> says, yes, I am Rod Carew. And um, I, I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I coach baseball. Uh, you know, can I get an autograph? Just being a total fanboy. Yeah. He signed it, talked to me for a little bit. And then when I was leaving, he asked, hey, where's that Sandlot game you're coaching? I was like, it's right down the road, actually. Um, you just turn left at the light. He shows up talks to all the kids. That's awesome. Signs autographs, uh, signs one of my drums and my bat, and, and then, he, then he gets back in his car and leaves. But um, That is so cool. Being able to meet him and him be so passionate about, you know, these kids, it was awesome. So I had to get his book as soon as I heard about it. And, uh, yeah, good stuff. That's awesome, man. So you said you drink a lot of coffee, too. What, what uh kind of coffee guy are you oh I, I love me some starbucks and some dunkin donuts uh, if i'm driving around yeah. um but we went with the target brand uh french roast for our pods so this is a pod uh french roast from target and it, it's, it's washing down my morning banana real nice well i had a morning banana as well that's what you do. You wake up early, you eat a banana, and, and drink you drink coffee. coffee and talk baseball at five in the morning. That's it, man. So, so uh, <clears throat> speaking of Sandlot games, why don't, we, uh, why don't we learn a little bit about you? Who are you? Yeah, my name's James Lowe. I grew up in North Carolina. Um, I had a couple of brothers and a dad that taught me how to play baseball and football and all that good stuff in the backyard. And then my mom taught me everything else about life. Um, went to Brown University to play college baseball, played there for four years, uh, got an epic education. Um, but when that was over with, didn't get any calls, didn't get drafted. So I, I went the coaching route and I've been coaching youth baseball out here in Southern California for like 15 years now, I guess. So started out coaching um, with a buddy of mine who uh, I played with at Brown in Los Angeles. And then uh, that was kind of my grad school of figuring out, you know, what, what what's my voice? What, what is uh, my approach to coaching? And, and what do I love about coaching? I just kind of, you know, uh, plotted along. I was in a band. I love music. So I was doing that, waiting tables, substitute teaching. And then about eight years ago, I met my now wife. Mm -hmm. And she really gave me a, gave me a push to, uh, to be this 
this guy that I am coach ball game. And, uh, um, it's been really awesome to kind of, I'm 37 years old, but I slowly, I've kind of figured out what things I love post-college. I, I, I knew I didn't want to rush into just something. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to really soak up my 20s, enjoy it, and figure out what I love. And what I found out that I love is, uh, you know, on top of baseball, it's, it's coaching kids, music, art, um, and, uh, and, and kind of comedic writing and, and, and comedic improvisation. So uh, at this point, uh, fast forward to today, I'm really able to marry all of those different interests into one job, which is what I do. I coach baseball camps for kids. I create content uh, to make kids love the game of baseball. And, um, you know, I, on a daily basis, I do private lessons and I run these things called the Sandlot where I just drop some bases down on one of the many empty Sandlot parks in uh, California and kids show up and we play baseball. So um, figuring out how to use Instagram Live and YouTube Live, especially now with the quarantine, it's all virtual at the moment, has really kind of grown things to where at 9 a.m. this morning, I'll do a PE class and there will be kids from Saudi Arabia, Dominican Republic, Missouri, Connecticut, Florida, California, all over the place, all convening in this one spot, my backyard where I uh, run a little PE class. So um, it's, it's the silver lining to this quarantine, but I heard Mark Cuban say the small businesses that can grind through this and get to the other side and on top of it kind of create new avenues of, of getting your message out there, um, you'll thrive. So I'm a positively oriented guy and I had to find the positives pretty quick. So I turned this little room into my studio and my backyard into my um, kind of baseball forum and went to work. Dude. So, so I can see all those passions that you've just described baseball, coaching kids, music, band, art, comedy. That's all your content, bro. Everything that you believe in, everything that you like is, is what you're producing. It's, it's so cool. Um, so speaking of art, don't you have like a coloring book or something? Yes, I do, man. Good call. Um, got you, bro. I got so, you. Let me grab these. So this is a company called coloringbook.com. Yes. You got it there. Instagram Live, you see that. But yeah, I'm sitting behind my drum kit there uh, with the kids over on the side. But I always throw my drum kit in the on-deck circle, and I call it my on-deck drum. Um, and it really livens up the party. It gets things going. Um, it gets kids out of the dugout, gets, uh, gets somebody rooting for their teammate, word finds and all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah, this just dropped. So, um, it's been cool seeing some pictures of kids. Can I see, all the, the, can I see the, the back side of that again? Yeah. The back front, side. This front side and the back side. Yeah. We got the front. Cool. Boom. And then the back cover right there, that's my logo. Can, 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 somebody, can somebody order that online? 
Yes, you can. Uh, the link is in my Instagram bio. Uh, Perfect. It's also on my website, coachballgame.com. Perfect. Um, and, and the name of the company is coloringbook.com. So uh, they, they're based in Missouri and they did an awesome job. So, That's so cool. Well, yeah. And, and my whole thing is kind of um, make kids love baseball, especially the ones that have never seen the game or played the game um, or know nothing about it. Uh, I, I want them to love it too. And so when you mix art and, you know, coloring and music and all the wackiness that I bring, that's a whole new population of uh, baseball fans. Yeah. And I, I think what's really cool is, is the message that you're spreading, the vibe that you're spreading and the game that you're teaching is going to help that next generation of baseball players. I think right now, so my background and we've talked before, so you know this, but just to bring context to this, this rant right here, I've coached high school baseball for 10 years and youth travel ball for the same period of time. So I've been in that and I've seen, I've seen players that are great, but then they don't know how to play. I've seen players that, you know, can hit the ball out of the ballpark, but they can't turn a double play. And so I, I feel like even, even kids are showing up and they're just not preparing themselves to play and have fun. And so I feel like with what you're doing, you're, you're focusing less on the right and the wrong of what you did and focusing more on being active and trying and having fun and encouraging your, your teammate and, and laughing about things and, and making it a good time. So I think that's really cool because <clears throat> kids, kids are going to use data. They're going to use video. They're going to use analytics to get better. That's going to happen. It's not going to happen when they're five years old, eight years old, 10 years old, 14 years old. They need to learn how to love the game, have fun. And what you teach is the fundamentals, like the fundamentals. A lot of kids that don't know the fundamentals think the fundamentals are boring, but the kids that excel understand that the fundamentals are what make them excel and help them excel. So I, I think that's really cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, no, it, it, I learned it real quick. I think a lot of volunteer coaches or first time coaches to youth baseball, they start coaching the way they were recently coached. And, and I was definitely doing that where I was coaching um, this group of six, seven, eight-year-olds as if they were 18 or 19 and expecting, uh, you know, that kind of outcome. And that was ridiculous, but it's the way <laughs> I started out. Uh, and I quickly found out that they weren't having any fun and I wasn't having any fun. So something had to change. And I knew I loved baseball. I knew I loved kids. So I just kind of slowly started listening to the kids and, and mm. kind of figuring out um, what they enjoyed, what they liked. And um, a big thing that uh, kind of enlightened me was hardly any of these kids were me as a kid. Like me as a kid had to be outdoors playing ball for 10 hours a day. Mm -hmm. A lot of these kids, they don't even want to be here. So I've got to first relate to them and get to know them and figure out, you know, who they are and what they, um, what their passions are and then figure out how to engage them. Uh, so uh, my three prong attack is uh, make them have tons of fun. Like they're at a birthday party, uh, make them a better person and then teach them the fundamentals in a wacky, fun, engaging way. So that might be songs, catchphrases, animal references, things that rhyme, 
um, superhero references, anything to kind of engage them. And I usually get a nickname right away from all of the kids kind of based on that, based on mm -hmm. what's going to make them thrive. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, the nickname I can, whenever I, I know the nickname, I, I know kind of how they tick right. and I can, I can, I can, you know, go into that. I can lean into that. Um, let's say they had a couple of strikeouts I can reference that uh, Batman or that uh, that Disneyland character that that they respond to and get them to, you know, get back on the horse. So, yeah, I, I I've turned into kind of a, a, a just this 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 motivator who who teaches uh, the joy of life kind of through the lens of baseball. And, uh, that's, it's really my dream job. So, um, yeah, man, uh, I just want kids to, to love the game. And, and yeah, and we've talked about this as well, just the winning and the losing, um, that, that, that pressure or that, that elite kind of sense of baseball that can seep in as far as you got to have the, the best bat and the best glove and the most wins and the fastest fastball, mm -hmm. um, that that is uh, zoned um, for, for a very small population, you know, maybe a one percentile of the kids out there. Right. There's a ton of kids that that love music and they love mm -hmm. um, dance and art and and uh, video games. And I just want to reel that crew in too. And launch angle's not going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, the, the brand new BB core bat's not going to do it. So I. Uh, I want to appeal to the masses. Yeah, no, that's cool, man. So, so what, what really made you want to get into coaching at that younger level? Like you're not really, your, your content isn't really geared towards that older demographic. Like I enjoy watching it. I can relate to it because I believe in the passion that you have. I, you know, I understand why you're doing it. And, you know, you say when, when you're just explaining, like talking about a kid who strikes out or whatever, like you can, you can understand what makes him tick and things like that. Like, some people may not understand that, but I get that. Like, I totally understand that being a coach, you know, being around kids, I can understand that, you know, Johnny and Jimmy have different emotional reactions to a situation. And so being able to relate with them as a teammate or, or a team player as a whole, but then also being able to relate to them individually outside of, you know, being one of the players on the team. I think that's, that's something that, you know, it takes a little bit of, of effort and energy to pay attention to that. And so I think that's really cool, but what really, what was it about the younger demographic that made you want to get into it? Well, I mean, there was a kid at one of the first camps I ever coached and he was five years old and his parent came up at the registration table and said, we're going to give baseball one last try because we've had some rough, uh, uh, experiences with coaches yelling uh and my one last try at five years old exactly yeah that, wow. that should be that should be the name of a book one last try at five and um and that was a, a bell just ringing off in my head like this is a niche this is a space that needs some resources that needs to be tapped into and um i mean i Full transparency. I have an itch to uh, to to coach that sixteen year old travel team or or work those skills that I really 
learned uh, in college. Yeah, you played and Division I One baseball, so obviously you know a little bit about the game and have some skill. Yeah. And, and that's where, where lessons come in, private lessons is where I can really scratch that itch and, and uh, learn all the, you know, all the things I learned in college, I can teach those things. Mm-hmm. But um, as far as the, the young ones, that just, it, it was a niche that nobody really tapped into. And I, I just found myself um, along the way, it was a slow one. And I, ha- I even had one, one day where I went to my boss at a camp and I'm like, I didn't sign up for this chasing uh, butterfly, you know, herding cats job. Yeah. And, um, you know, Maybe it, it took me a minute exactly to, to, to figure it out. But once, once I embraced um, that these kids need a great first impression on mm-hmm. the game, mm-hmm. um, it's necessary for the game to grow. Then I really started to enjoy it and, and found ways to get them to pay attention and to be good people and, um, it, it's so important, the first impression. So that, that five-year-old that came to me and was like, I'm going to give it one last shot. I'm like, that is, I didn't even start playing baseball till I was almost nine. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, the, the importance of kind of painting that first good picture in a kid's brain, um, you just want them to come back next year at the end of the day. So yeah. uh, all, of, all of the parents and the coaches that are asked to go volunteer at youth sporting events, I mean, youth sports stands on the backs of those uh, engineers mm-hmm. and those electricians and plumbers and teachers and nurses. So giving them resources is another big part of it. Uh, you know, how to, how to engage the kids, get them to love the game and teach those basic skills um, at that young age. So now it's, uh, it's full steam ahead with, with, uh, with all of my gadgets and gadgets and guitars and drums and songs and catchphrases. Yeah, for sure. I think, I think what, you know, for me, I started playing when I was five years old as well. And the route that I took was I did have parents that appreciated the game and didn't expect me to be the best. They just, they wanted me to go out and have fun and wanted me to be in the best opportunity. They didn't necessarily say, Oh, well you should be playing here because of you're this or whatever. Like that conversation never happened. It was always, Oh, well, if that's a better place to play, well, let's figure out how to get you there. So I, I grew up in that environment, but the thing that we, we lacked was the knowledge of how to get to the next level. And so that's where prospect dugout really was birthed because I met, you know, my business partner in college that had the same experience growing up. So <clears throat> for us, being able to give back to the generation of baseball players that, you know, where, where we felt like we missed out was, you know, the high school player and, and giving them, uh, giving back in a way where we have a platform for them to get exposure. We felt like, you know, that's what we really missed out on. That's what, what we saw a need for. And so that's, you know, that's what we've created. So I, I feel like playing baseball helped set the, set the stage for life outside of baseball because I don't think necessarily it's about the knowledge that we have about the game of baseball that, that makes any of this stuff, you know, relevant. I played five years of, of independent baseball not even affiliated. So it, it's not a high level. You only played division one college baseball. Some other people played major league baseball. They're not giving back and doing things like this. So it, I don't think it has anything to do with the experience level I think it has everything to do with it's creating it's creating a blueprint for you to be able to re- relate and communicate and interact with with players. So for you to be able to go to a five year old kid and make him 
want to come back and play baseball next year and for me to be able to use this platform and help you know a 16 year old that is trying to get to a college somewhere i feel like you know that's that's why we do it man that's that's why we're here and that's why i I wanted you on the podcast because you you are doing something that i can honestly see a need for i can see you know parents talking on facebook groups about how you know their kid wants to give up and things like that or you know their kid you know doesn't know how to do this or what's the best way to train and this and that like you're hitting a niche that you know it's a small niche but i think you can have a great impact on you know the lives and the careers of of a lot of kids thanks man and yeah i thrive on it Uh, i think that's important for whatever job you choose and you know same with you you're going to thrive uh, and your job because you love it. You show up every day and you enjoy what you do. So that's mm-hmm. what I wish for my daughters as when they get older is that they'll pick something that they love, even yeah. if they had to wait tables or, or substitute teach for 15 years prior to that. Um, that's it. So there you go. Well, thank you so much, James, for joining me, a.k.a. Coach Ball Game. Thank you for joining me on the Corners In podcast. I'm your host, Joel Hartman. Uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Periscope, Twitch, uh, I'd appreciate if you hit the share button. That'd be cool. Or drop a like or a comment. If you're listening to this on the podcast, uh, leave a review. That would be super awesome for me. I'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, Tuesday nights, every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. Eastern, kicking it with your boy Swish. It's a serious time. It's live on Facebook, live on YouTube, all the platforms. Nick Swisher, uh, special advisor to Brian Cashman of the New York Yankees. He sits down, players from across the country call in, talk with him live, answer questions. We you know, talk back and forth. It's a great time. It's a really cool experience. So uh, if you want to get on that show, prospectdugout.tv slash kick it. Um, but yeah. Great episode, learning more about James Lowe, a.k.a. Coach Ballgame. If you're watching, go follow him on Instagram, YouTube, at Coach Ballgame. What's your website again? Uh, uh, so CoachBallgame.com. All right. Uh, yep, you got at Coach Ballgame on all the, uh, all the other things, the Instagram, the Facebook, and uh, uh, YouTube as well, Coach Ballgame. So, uh, you'll see the instructional videos. You'll see the fun videos, uh, all trying to make them have fun, engage them, and uh, and then make them better people, and then teach those skills. So, that's boom. awesome. Thank you, James, so much for joining me on today's episode of the Corners End Podcast. Thanks for having me, Joel. All righty. Do you have a question for the Prospect Dugout panel? Head over to prospectdugout.tv to submit your question now.